seems to me that living the life we want starts with knowing what kind of life we want. And for me, there is no better time to focus on that and start figuring it out than the start of a new year. Today on the Weekly Walk podcast, Eric and I dig deep into my end of year, start of year planning practice. So if you're looking for a blueprint for how to launch into the best year of your life, lace up your sneakers and let's get going. Welcome to the Weekly Walk Podcast, the perfect podcast to take with you on a 30-minute walk. I'm Joyce, the pack leader here at 99 Walks, and each week, my husband and co-founder, Eric, and I explore tools, tactics, research, and random stories to help you keep moving forward and creating a life you love. Hey, Eric. Hey, Joyce. So have you started your year-end New Year planning yet? Yep. You have? Started and finished. Oh, so good. Yep. I sat down. I said, I want 2023 to be more fun and productive. Done. That's it? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Did we have a conversation just this morning? First thing this morning, and you said, you know, sometimes I think it would be good if I was living a more intentional life. Mm, yes, I did say that. So do you think we know someone who could help with a year-end planning structure and some ideas and how to do it? Who do we know that's like a planner and always making lists and you say, really you know on what? top of things? <clears throat> you say that with such a tone, like such a dismissive tone you know, who's always making lists and making plans. You literally just said it like that. I didn't mean it dismissive because I'm you, looking for that person. You are not looking for that person. Totally. You. <laughs> and I think she's right across from me. Are you talking about me? Yes. You're awesome at doing stuff like that. Intentional, planning, focused, thoughtful. That's like your wheelhouse. That is my wheelhouse. And it is. I love my year-end planning. Yeah? I didn't know that. You you love it? I know you do it, but you really love it. I love the opportunity to reflect on what's most important, what my priorities are, what I'm looking to accomplish, and how I want to live my life. Who wouldn't love that? Wouldn't Don't you love that? I guess so. I just don't think about it too much. So how do you necessarily align your priorities and the way you spend your time with the life you want most? Yeah, I sort of, that's what I was getting at this morning. And in thinking about it, I don't know if it was, it definitely wasn't last year. It was either 2021 or 2020. I did write some goals down. I keep a notebook by my bed and I wrote some goals down for the year. And you know what? What? Uh, we accomplished them. Nice. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe you need to do that again. I will get on it this week. Excellent. It's the week to do that. So do you want to hear about my year end new year planning ritual well if i'm gonna dive into this yes i would like all all the thoughts 
all the thoughts. Yeah. So it's a five-step plan. Five steps. Five-step plan. Okay, perfect. You want to hear where it starts? Uh, at the beginning. A very good place to start. Can <laughs> yes. you sing for us? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing on my plan is no more singing in the podcast. No. Well, maybe. Unless it's too perfect. But that one's not. No. So starting at the beginning, it always starts for me with my dream life. What does the dream look like? So I've talked about this before, but I've gone through the exercise of really trying to identify what my dream life looks like. And I did that through a process of a lot of thinking and journaling and scribbling. And I'm not big into journaling. I just don't, and which is weird, right? Because I love to write, but this whole idea of journaling, writing down my thoughts and feelings, I don't know. I don't like it. But I did, I did some of it. And then I tried to distill that life into kind of actionable things. Like what 10 things will I have in my dream life? And I don't mean like I'll have a big house, but like one of the things in my dream life is lots of time hanging and traveling with you and the kids. And I bring that one up because that's been on my dream life for years. And I feel like last year I came up short on that one. Last year was probably one of our lightest travel years. We didn't really even do any long weekends, let alone any type of big family trip. I think we did one. And I don't, we don't even need big family trips, right? Like just hanging, but not sort of hanging around the house, like doing things together. So yeah, I mean, one of the trips I remember most fondly or very fondly was when we just went to Montreal. Remember, we were bored. It was over either a Christmas or a it February was break. February break, that horrible winter break. And we got in the car and drove nine hours to Montreal. <laughs> Which, if you ask me now, if you said, like, let's get in the car and drive nine hours to wherever, I'd be like, no. <laughs> but you're right. It was memorable and fun and that kind of adventure. So exactly like I don't need big trips to Europe. I just need more time hanging and adventuring and exploring with you and the kids. So that so what's another highlight of your dream life? I don't think we have time to go through all. I think you're up to 12 in your list of 10. Well, there were <laughs> exactly. There was a list of 10 and then I've added actually some that are how I want to feel in my dream life. Mm. So my list of 10 is much more tactical. Like I want to ski 30 days a year and I want to swim 30 days a year. And swim in the ocean or pool or it doesn't matter? Um, it has to be open water. So it could be the ocean or the bay or even a lake. But swimming in a pool doesn't count. River? Uh, yeah, sure. River counts. Okay. Open water. Got it. Outdoors. Got it. Lazy river at a water park? Nope. Okay. Maybe the rule is no chlorine. For it to count, it has to be chlorine-free. Gotcha. No, because then there are the unchlorinated pools. They wouldn't count either. Yeah, no. Something in nature. Gotcha. So 10 things on my dream life. And then, yes, I have added how I want to feel. So, for instance, in my dream life, I feel the right amount of busy and time affluent. I feel like I have enough time to do the things that I need to do and the things that I want to do. I don't 
typically feel time affluent, so I am definitely working on that one. Okay. So step one is you really have to know what your dream life is. And I do think this is a place where people get stuck because you can kind of get in your head about this. I think probably this is a place where you might get stuck. Yeah, it's it's to me it's sort of scary and intimidating. I think that's though because you're going too big in it. Because in your I assume in your dream life there's a lot of things that you could access and that you have right now. Well, that's part of the the other thing that I did say this morning even when we were talking about intentional or unintentional is that things are are pretty great so that's probably why i don't put a ton of thought into this i don't buy that at all Mm. because you are not someone who typically settles for pretty great you want more you want better you're a striver and a doer that is true so I am going to give this some thought this year. Good. That would be fun. All right. So your your dream life with 10 things. 10 things. That's step one. Anything else we should talk about for step one? Uh, yeah. The list, your list of your dream life is not carved in stone. It is not fixed forever. And it can change. You're allowed to get things wrong. You're allowed to say, I want this in my dream life and decide in two days or two months or two years that that is no longer that important to you. So I just want to take pressure off of that. It's not, you're not marrying this dream life. You are contemplating it. Got it. Yes, that now I'm done with the dream life. Okay. Step two. Three by three. Wait, step two is three? Step, step two is write down. Oh, and just to be clear, all of this needs to be written down. Got it. Not carved in stone, but written down. Okay. So step two is three. Step two is your three by three. That's what it's called. So what's step three? (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) I was going for who's on first. (laughs) (laughs) Third base. (laughs) Okay. Step two is your three by three. What, What is a three by three? Three by three is three things you want more of. Three things you want less of. And for me, it's three things I want to stop worrying about. Now, those, your three by three could be a little bit different. But I do think three things you want more of, three things you want less of, or you want to stop doing, or you want to do less of, and three things you want to stop worrying about. And the last one really is, I don't know if it's unique to me, but I have a tendency to worry. I was raised by a worrier and a ruminator. So I really do have to consciously work not to worry. So I spent some time thinking about, okay, what are the things that I'm wasting time worrying about? And there are things that you worry about because you need to be aware of them. You need to be cognizant of them you need to avoid them you need to fix them like there are some things that you know deserve a little bit of attention and worry but most things i guess it's a little bit of embracing the stoics and 
knowing the things you can control and knowing the things you can't control and definitely not worrying about the things that you can't control because you can't control them right if the worrying isn't actionable if there's not something you can do about it to reduce the the likelihood of the, the thing or protect yourself or if there's then what are we worrying for yeah it's really just wasting our our mental energy and that i mean that sort of is the whole this is my area the whole backbone of the stoic philosophy control what you can control and whatever you can't control let go it's hard it is hard because you know what there are way more things that you can't control than what you can control well that's interesting because then what that means almost by definition is if you don't spend time worrying about the things you can't control imagine how much bandwidth you have to focus on the things that you can impact and influence. Yeah, and even when it comes to the things that you can't control, the Stoics say what you can control is your thoughts and feelings around those things. Now, not you can't always control your feelings. Something sad happens, of course, that's, that's that. But your thoughts and your reactions in regard to these things, that is what you can control. To an extent. To an extent, yes. But I say to an extent, I think to a larger extent than most of us think on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely. Okay, step three is to come up with your philosophy for the year. And for me, it's I have two of them. We'll see what comes out this year. But this is something that you and I have historically done together. So in the past, I know a lot of people come up with their word for the year. And if that works for you, this is the place to come up with your word or your words, a word or two to help define and set the tone for your year. We always came up with a phrase or an expression. We actually put it on the wall one or two years. Yes, we did. So you could see it every time you walked out of our bathroom, we put it on the wall. And we didn't do that last, we didn't do that the last two years. I blame COVID, uh, but Getting back to that, really coming up with a, a philosophy for the year or two. So by way of example, uh, one of my friends, her philosophy is the hustle is canceled. Oh, that's interesting. She's no less ambitious. She's no less excited about her work and her future. But she's going to do it in a way that's different from the past. Another one that... I think works for a lot of people is the idea of progress over perfection, right? Is that your theme? Can that be your theme for the year? Uh, For one year for us, it was, it is a world of possibilities. It is a world of possibilities. You just have to see them, see the possibilities, not the obstacles. So your philosophy or themes for the year are super, super personal and individual to you, what do you need? Uh, an old friend of ours, Ellen, she had her year of fear and she embraced it. I mean, she did not mess around. It was like, this terrifies me. So that's what I'm going to do. And there was like no fear too big for her that year. Remember that? Uh, that was the year she went mountain biking, like of all things. She's not particularly adventurous. 
I don't know, athletic even, but she went mountain biking. I think she jumped out of something. She either <laughs> bungee jumped or she jumped out of a pl- I don't know. She embraced that year of fear like nobody's year business. Year of no fear. Year of no fear. Well, I think she called it the year of fear. Oh, the year of fear? Yeah. Because it wasn't no fear. She was terrified all the time, but she did it anyway. Gotcha. I am not interested in that. <laughs> Doing things you're terrified of? I'm really not. What are you terrified of? Well, you know, I have no desire to jump out of a plane. Uh-huh. And the reason for that is I can access the feeling I would have standing at the door of the plane, ready to jump. Like I know what that would feel like in the pit of my stomach, and it would be awful, and I just don't want to experience that. So no thank you uh, yeah, to that. That's that's what it was like, and I did that for my 40th birthday because I did want to experience that. And as I've said, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but people are like, how did you get the courage to jump? And it was a tandem jump with an instructor. So basically, I was in an adult-sized baby Bjorn, and my dad, doing air quotes, (laughs) was the instructor. And he jumped out of the plane with me strapped to him. (laughs) So I didn't have a lot of choice. But can you take yourself back to that moment right before you jumped? Oh, yeah. The, and and the whole thing, like, you go through the instruction, you go through the warnings, you go through the instruction, you put on your suit, you put on your harness, they check you out, you meet the instructor, you and all that time, and I'm fine. I'm fine. You get on the plane, I'm fine. The plane, I think, is going up to, like, 10,000 feet where you jump. And I'm on the plane, and I'm fine. 5,000, 6,000, and then at somewhere about 8,000 feet. I you was, jump at 10? Yeah, you jump at 10. Somewhere around 8,000 feet, I was like, oh, my God. It's coming up very, like, now. Like, the moment is now. And my, like, heart rate just went through the roof. And I, I, that's when I really started to get nervous. And then you sort of... When you get to 10,000 feet, you're going through the process. Like other people are jumping, everybody's Ugh. getting organized, it's a little distracting, and you, the instructor's like, all right, we're going to walk over to the door, and you walk over to the door, and you, and you sort of grab this railing, and he's like, okay, we're just going to stand here, but you let go of the railing. And I let go of the railing, and then he jumped. Ah, <laughs> it's that moment. It's that moment I can't get past. That was pretty intense, and then... The first like 10 seconds where, or five seconds where you're accelerating are kind of terrifying. And then as you're free falling for like another 10 seconds, maybe 15, it's kind of cool. And then they open the chute and then it's just like lazy drifting down. I don't want to do it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> you said the same thing about bungee jumping, right? You oh, did it once, you never want to do it yeah, again. No. No. Anyway, we digress. So the your themes for the year. And this is something we can do together. We could go back and find our theme for the year if it's something you want to contemplate together like we've done in the past or not. Yeah. I, I know my theme for the year. And? Well, I'll sh- do I have to share it now? I think you should. You've yeah. got me sharing my dream life. My theme for the year is going to be something along the lines of see it through. I'm listening. Like, I want to actually 
see through all the things that I've been working towards and doing, and I, probably somewhat out of my control, but I want to make those efforts on a couple fronts to see these things through, like, don't slow down when you, when you get near the finish line, like we often say. So that's going to be my theme for the year. See it through is a fantastic theme for the year. I can't believe you were reluctant to share that. It's fantastic. It's such a good one. All right. Well, that's that's it. I, I like I, it. I have to write it down. I was going to say you definitely have to write it down. Okay. So. Wait, do you have one? No, I don't yet. You don't yet? Okay. Nope, I don't. You have, you have contenders? No. Sort of like baby names? No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. Uh, I might. I was tempted to borrow the hustle is canceled, um, but I'm not ready to cancel the hustle yet. Yeah, I'm still in the hustle. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm all about it. All right. Well, you'll tell me. It might, like, I might lean the other direction and it might be hustle harder, play harder. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So next is, and this is one really everybody should do, make the fun list. Okay. What, what's on the fun list? Whatever's fun for you. <laughs> working hard seeing things through no more tactical than that it's yeah. not it's not fuzzy it's literally things that are fun for you like pickleball egg pickleball is on my fun list excellent it's on mine too what a coincidence Aww. so you would think that we don't need a list of things that are fun you would think that we would just do fun things and the research shows that as adult as adults we don't we don't. We don't make time for fun. We don't prioritize fun. And then on those occasions, like this afternoon, actually, I was just saying this afternoon, I have that restless feeling. I don't know what to do with myself. I think it's because I have an itch to do something fun. Just going to the movies count? Well, for who? Does that count for who? There's no one fun list that's for everyone. No, for you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just going to the movies count? Uh, no, actually. No. I like going to the movies, but going to the movies is not fun. Got it. For me, usually fun involves some kind of physical activity. Okay. Uh, usually. Spending skiing, time with... Skiing, swimming, those skiing, things. Skiing, swimming, surfing is fun but scary. Paddleball, pickleball. Pickleball. Uh, spending time with friends, especially on those occasions when you really laugh with your friends. And unfortunately, you can't always control that, right? You get some friends together and... I don't understand it. Like, even if it's the same group of people, sometimes you laugh so hard and you have so much fun and sometimes you don't. But nevertheless, playing games with people I care about, that's fun for me. It's not fun for you. So that sort of... Except for Cards Against Humanity. That's fun for me. That's fun for you. <laughs> so let's do that. So I do think that there's a, a lot of value in thinking through and f actually writing down a list of what's fun. Okay. I know that sounds crazy and maybe not fun, but it is fun. Okay. So have your fun list. And part of that comes from my three by three, because on my three by three is on the list of things I want more of this year. I want more fun. Just fun. Ha ha fun. Ha ha feel good fun. We should see Chris and Judy. <laughs> Um, you know, it's funny you say that because last year I actually wrote down 
And you could do this as part of your three by three if you wanted to or someplace else on your planning. There are no rules to this. Uh, I actually wrote down a couple of people who I wanted to be sure to see during the course of the year who I haven't seen and spent time with in a long time. Uh, so let's put Chris and Judy on the two hang out with this year. For sure. Okay. All right. So fun list. And what's the last thing? The last thing is setting some goals if you want to. Now, I want to be really clear that this whole process of setting intention, planning out your year, it's not all driving to, I'm going to accomplish these three to six goals. It's not necessarily all about accomplishment. This whole process is all about how you want to live this life, this year. What's your intention? What's your joy? What's your fun? What are your priorities? Who are the people that matter most? How are you arranging your time? How are you spending and investing your time? How are you avoiding getting sucked into the whirlwind? All of that. But you can also set some goals. Yeah. Goals goals are definitely good. And even can you set like the goal of spending more time with friends? I mean, that's too squishy. In my mind, it's too squishy. When I talk about goals, uh, goals for me are actionable, measurable, and time-bound. You either accomplish it or you don't. So I don't really want to like, I suppose you could say my 30 ski days and my 30 swimming days. By the way, I have never in my life had 30 ski days ever. But it stays because it's on my dream life. I suppose I could take that and turn it into a goal, but then it feels different. Mm -hmm. Okay. So have you set some goals for this coming year? I have not completed this journey yet for this coming year. You haven't completed the no. journey? No. Mm -mm. How far into the journey would you say you are? Uh, I have completed my three by three. Uh, my dream life, and I, I want to talk for a couple of minutes at the very end about the process throughout the year. Uh, my dream life hasn't changed. So much of this work I've already done. I don't have my theme for the year and I don't have my goals set for the year. Okay. Uh, so you got, you've got some work to do. I think my fun list needs some work. My fun list, it's... There's got to be more. Right. Has to be more fun. More fun. More fun things. Okay. That are on my list. Goals, I say, no fewer than three and no more than six. Okay, and six. If you have six, they have to be sort of different sizes. You can't have six huge goals. I don't Can know. You? I don't know. Depends. I. It depends how you define a huge goal. How many big goals do you have for the year? I don't know. I haven't gone through the process. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Uh, for me, five tends to be the magic number, but then sometimes I add an extra. And to your point, if the goals are really big and I want to be super focused, sometimes it's only three. I think I have two. They're big and yeah. Yep. Two. two. Two for this year. Two for two is good. Yep. And the last thing I want to say about this is this is not a one and done kind of project because this practice only works if you revisit 
this work and this list on a regular basis, I do it on the first of every month. On the first of every month, I rewrite my dream life. I actually rewrite almost all of this. On the first of every month. On the first of every month. So what happens if you go through a month where, and maybe this is extreme, but in this example, you do virtually nothing? haven't worked towards the goal, you've worried about the three things you don't want to worry about, you're blah, blah, blah. And basically the last month was not at all where you want. What do you do? It's totally happened. Yeah? You, yeah, you have two choices. Option number one is don't pull out the notebook. Don't go through the first of the month exercise. Don't look at your dream life. Don't look at your intentions. Don't look at your goals. And that way, you can avoid addressing the fact that you are not living in alignment with how you want to live. That's one choice. The other choice is look at your list and say, huh, maybe this month I'm going to do better. Okay. And the truth is, if months go by and you're not even close to living in alignment with what you have identified as your priorities, then you've got two options. Either you have defined what you want incorrectly. You've set the bar too high, you've done it wrong. And by wrong, I mean, it's not really what you want. Maybe it's what other people want, what you think you should want. Or last but not least, maybe benefits from some therapy and some help. Because if you want to live a particular way of being and you can't get yourself there, and it's honest and true that that's really what you want, and you are not getting any closer to walking through your life that way, there are people that can help you. Coaches, therapists, all the things. It's a very good point because Often we need help. Everybody needs help in some ways, right? You need help. <laughs> I need a ton of help. <laughs> Are you getting any of the help you need, dear? Uh, yes. <laughs> we all need help.